Welcome to the Essence of Life podcast, where we view life through the lens of learning rather than judging. All right, so you know what time it is. We're about to have another exciting episode, still a part of our relationship series or romantic relationship series. And this was requested by quite a few of the listeners of this podcast. And I hope those that have already been published are blessing you. I hope that you're enjoying it as well. Okay, please remember to share it. Okay, please share it with others whom you know, whom you know for sure could benefit from this. All right. When you share it, you also help me to reach other people as well. Okay, thank you so much for continuously connecting with us. I mean, we're getting there in the total place and I'm just very grateful to God. I'm very grateful that he continues to use me in such an amazing way. And I want you to know that I am enjoying these as much as you are, or maybe even more than you. Because as I'm about to do this one, a feeling of excitement already came upon me. So and I'm just sharing that with you just so you know. All right. So this topic is going to be another question. Because, you know, I like to let you ask yourselves questions that to, to provoke your thoughts and, and help you to have a new level of thinking and maybe open your eyes to things that you probably did not see before. So the question that I'm going to ask you for this episode is, can I speak your love language? That's the question. Can I speak your love language? Now, there's something called the five love languages that was presented in a book by an author. Um, I'm going to get you the name later down in this, but it was something that I would like to share with you that actually I have tested and I've seen it work. Okay. We don't all fit into brackets. We don't all, you know, stay in one particular place, but there are certain categories that we can still fall under that could help us and guide us through life. Definitely think that the five love languages is one of them. All right. That is something that we really should pay attention to because you've been in a relationship and you're complaining that I'm with my partner and I'm doing everything for my partner and my partner does not appreciate it and my partner is not, you know, reciprocating and I feel like I really love my partner, but my partner is just not understanding that love that I'm pouring out. Hey, stop it. Are you speaking your partner's love language? Is your partner speaking your love language? Because unless they are and you are, you're practically wasting your time. Because your idea of what love should be towards your partner is not necessarily what they receive or view as love for themselves. And that is something so important to discuss with your partner. Even when you're dating, I mean, when you're dating and you're courting, in a relationship and stuff like that, you need to ask all these sorts of questions. And even if you did not know that then, you could still do this now. That's the most amazing thing about being in a marriage or committed relationship. You never stop learning and you continue to grow and you continue to advance. And if you stop, then now is a good time to start, okay? So uh, the author, Gary Chapman, wrote this book about the five love languages and he speaks about how to express your heartfelt commitment to your mate. All right. That's basically the general title of it. And I think it's it's so amazing. But before I get into the love languages, I just want to share with you 
the most common go-to scripture when we talk about what love should be in the Bible. And it's coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Uh-huh. A lot of people read that at weddings. A lot of people share it. But a lot of us do not apply it. And, and I think it ties in very nicely with what I'm about to speak about. Because it says this. If I speak the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love for others growing out of God's love for me, then I have become only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal, just an annoying distraction. Did you hear this? If you cannot speak the language of love, you are basically an annoying distraction. I love the Amplified Version. That's what I'm reading from. And this is so true because again, like I said a few seconds ago, you are like expressing yourself and beginning to nag and be like, I love my partner. I'm doing everything for him. I'm doing everything for her. And they're not doing, you know, you become a noisy, annoying distraction because you're not speaking the language of love that your partner understands. Do you get this with me? I hope you're getting this. And if I have the gift of prophecy, I mean, the, the scripture Paul is comparing this here. He's comparing your love language to tongues of men learning to speak every other language on earth and if you can't speak the love language you're a noisy distraction he speaks about the gift of prophecy do you know how powerful the gift of prophecy is it's actually listening and hearing the voice of god ministering through you to other people telling them about the future prophecy and he's saying that if i have the gift of prophecy and speak a new message from God to the people and understand all mysteries and possess all knowledge. And if I have all sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains, I mean, this is some great stuff, but do not have love, which is reaching out to others. I am nothing. I'm reading from chapter 13 of First Corinthians, the amplified version of the Bible. This is really juicy and exciting because I want you to understand the seriousness of not being able to speak the love language or the language of love. This is the seriousness of it, okay? In verse three, he says, if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, does that sound familiar? You're giving your partner everything. We, I mean, we, we, we could just narrow it down to our romantic relationship for, for this particular message, right? And if I surrender my body to be burned, oh my God, he's talking about, <laughs> this is, I don't even want to say the rest of this part, but do not have love. It does me no good at all. So guys and girls who are listening to this, I need you to understand that Paul is clearly showing you that love is the most important above all. And since God is love, you can see why he's making that daring statement. And if you cannot speak the language of love, <laughs> compared to all the amazing other things that you should be able to do, if you can do all of that, but you can't speak love, you are nothing. You are not good at all. You are a, my favorite one, just an annoying distraction. So I'm asking you this question. Reflect on yourself and your relationship right now or the one that you're planning to have. Are you planning to be a noisy distraction? Are you planning to be nothing at all when you think you're giving your all to the person? <laughs> 
just pause. And like my husband would say, sailor, stop, pause, and think about it for a minute. And if you continue to read the scripture of 1 Corinthians 13, go on to verses 4 through 7, actually the whole chapter, it explains what love should be. You know, it's not jealous, it's patient, it's not self-seeking. That's one of my favorites because once we understand that when we, we, we make a commitment to be with someone, it's not about us alone anymore. It's about both of us. Remember the last episode I, I did about can I do life with you? That's the title. You, you I'm making reference to being a team. So I like the saying goes, cliche saying, there's no I in team. All right. It becomes you and that person. And, and if you have the love of God within you, then that's already a great start because God teaches us not to be self-centered. He doesn't, it doesn't mean that we're not supposed to love ourselves because he said we have to love ourselves first, but he teaches us that we have to be selfless and love others as well. All right. So the love languages, are you speaking your partner's love language? Let's, let's listen to what Mr. Chapman told us. All right, so he said there's five love languages and I'm going to try my best to go through them quickly. Uh, one of my listeners said to me, don't be afraid to go a little longer. It's because I know that people have really busy schedules and I'm trying not to bombard them with too much talking, but I'm going to try my best to make sure I give you all the information in this one in as little time as possible. All right, so the, the five love languages by Gary Chapman are words of affirmation you might want to write this down if you've never heard it before and even if you've you've done it or heard it before still write it down words of affirmation uh young people are using that quite a lot these days physical touch receiving gifts quality time acts of service so that's the five love languages that gary chapman has outlined in his book now, he's going to give us a breakdown, a summary of how these work. Now, you have a partner, your partner has you, you're in a romantic relationship. And based on where or how you were raised, you believe that you have your own image of love. Your partner has his or her own image of love. Now, the both of you come together, girl meets boy, boy meets girl, girl likes boy, boy likes girl, or so they think, and bam, they're together. Now, you're coming with whatever you think your love language should be that you're giving to your partner and he's or she's doing the same thing why you need to know and study your partner that's one of the the most important points my husband and i share with people when we do counseling with couples we say to them study your partner like pay attention to your partner because that's the only way you are going to know what their love language is and then that's the only way you are going to learn how to speak it now, some people, they probably never heard about these love languages before, but they're already speaking their partner's love language because they spent quality time studying the person. They made a decision. This is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. So I want to pay attention to what makes them tick. I want to pay attention to what makes them happy. And because I want to do that, then I'm going to, you know, Work on all of that, pay attention, study them, and then go ahead and do it so that we can have a blissful relationship. 
Words of affirmation. How do we communicate words of affirmation to a partner whose love language is worth words of affirmation? You encourage them. You let them know that you appreciate them. You empathize with them if they're going through something that needs empathy. You listen to them actively. You pay attention to them. All right. And how you can actually put that into action is you can send them an unexpected note or text or card. You know, words of encouragement, you just send them a random WhatsApp message. Hey, bae. And, you know, you say what it is that you know is going to help them to feel that encouragement and that that uh, appreciation that they are, that that's going to make their day, that's going to make them happy and make them feel loved. All right. The second one is physical touch. Um, a lot of people, you know, they like to, when the ones they're around their partner, they want to be touching in some way or some form. So it's nonverbal, the use of body language and touch to express love. So you're walking and you want to hold your partner's hands or you want to hug your partner or some guys like to put their hands on their girl's butts. <laughs> I just had to throw that in. All right. So don't get annoyed and be like, why he always want to touch me or why he, she always want to touch me. No, that's their love language. It's physical touch for them. That's how they feel loved. That's how they feel appreciated. All right. So you give them lots of hugs and kisses. And like I said, hold hands, show them physical affection in and out of public. Some of them may like it in public. Some may not, but they still like it in private. You know, things like that. This, the third one is receiving gifts. Okay, so someone whom you are in love with may not need you to touch them for them to feel love. They may not need you to even praise them and tell them anything. But every holiday, every event that is significant in their life, they're expecting you to get them some form of gift. <laughs> I mean, this is, I'm going to be able to say this and my mom is probably not going to have an issue with me. But my mom's love language, at least I think one of them is definitely gifts because She'd be like waiting for her Mother's Day gift and her birthday gifts from her kids. All right. And, and I guess that just makes her feel appreciated and it makes her feel loved. And it's the same for your partner. All right. When you when you're receiving gifts or you, you, you know, you have thoughtfulness, you make your spouse a priority. You speak purposefully. You give them gifts that are thoughtful, sentimental and, and stuff like that. Uh, small things matter to them in a big way. You express gratitude when you're receiving a gift. That's just some of the ways you can take action towards a partner in your life whose love language is receiving gifts. We're going really good. The fourth one is quality time. <laughs> Keep talking, Natisha. Keep talking. So quality time is the fourth one. It says uninterrupted and focused conversation. So you and I are talking. Your phone better not ring. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you understand what I mean. You don't want any interruptions. Like nobody should be butting in when you're trying to get something across because it's quality time it's one-on-one -on -one time and it's so critical for you to feel like okay my partner loves me because my partner is giving me that undivided attention so some of the ways you can actually you know 
put action into that is by creating special moments together. And I like I like to say to people, you don't have to spend a lot of money to spend quality time with your partner. You could do a simple carpet picnic in your own house, watch a movie together, lay down on the couch, lounging, chatting, whatever, watching some jokes. Whatever makes you happy, you know, at the end of the day, you can take nice walks and strolls, go to the beach, wherever your favorite spot is and just chill, do weekend getaways and things like that. Because when a partner's love language is quality time, they just want to know that whenever, even though you have so many things doing in life and you're so busy, but you take time out for them and to spend that time with them, all right? And that makes them feel very loved. It makes them have something to look forward to. And if they know that you're going to give them that quality time, they are probably going to be much nicer when you're busy doing other things because they're not. They're going to be like, yeah, my time is going to come. <laughs> you know, so that's something that's going to help your partner to be more understanding. If you have a partner who's always complaining, oh, you're always leaving the house or you never have time for me and I need you to spend some time with me. Yeah, quality time most likely is going to be their love language. And the minute you start giving them that quality time, you speak that love language to them, you'll probably see a difference in your partner. And last but not least, the fifth one is acts of service. Actions that serve your partner. So you use action phrases like, I'll help you. Do you need some help with that? You know, they want to know that you're with them, that you're part of their team, right? You do chores together, let's do the dishes. Or um, if I cook, you do the dishes. Or if I'm raking the yard, you're sweeping the porch, that kind of thing. You make them breakfast in bed. You go out of your way to help alleviate their daily work, you know, workload and things like that. And, and it's, these are just basic examples. You know, if your partner has a lot of responsibility and you, you help to ease that, like I said again in my previous episode, Can I Do Life With You? When God gave uh, Eve to Adam, one of the reasons that I, I, I noticed was is because he wanted to give her, give him a helper someone who is going to balance and help to ease the load. And this is the same thing we're talking about here. Okay. So these are the five love languages. And if you did not know them, now you do. And one of the things you're going to have to do now, you have an assignment. Yes. I'm an educator. So I'm giving you homework on this one. <laughs> you got to go study your partner and you're going to try to realize where does my partner fit in? Uh, you may be asking, can my partner or can I personally have more than one love languages? Yes, you can. Uh, maybe you can have two or three. Hopefully you don't have all five. <laughs> but I'm just saying, yes, the possibility does exist to have more than one of these love languages. Remember, we're humans and we don't just fit into boxes. But these are truly great guides and I believe that once you know your partner's love language or languages, if there's two or three, the relationship will be able to advance in a newer level. And remember what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, if you can't speak the love language, you are nothing at all. If you can't speak the love language, you're just a big bong or noisy distraction. All right. So we don't want to be that to our partners. We want to make sure that we're doing the best that we can to make the relationship grow and continue to get better every time with time. All right. 
So, sounds good? C'est bon? C'est bon. See you next time on the Essence of Life podcast with Natisha Ali Grant. I'm so excited to share life lessons and life's knowledge with you as I learn them. I'm grateful to be able to share them with you. Let's get connected if you haven't. Subscribe wherever you're listening. If it's on Apple, Google, or Anchor, or Spotify, or even just using the browser, you can subscribe so you can get notifications. And remember to share it. Share it. Share it with others because it's great information. Again, c'est bon. Sounds good. See you guys next time.